Good morning, everyone. With me is the voice of Iron Man, Mike Riley. Good morning. Good morning, Kevin. Thanks for having me. Joining Mike is Tom Zubert. Also, good morning to you. Good morning. Great to be in Juno. And you're also going to be another voice of Iron Man. <laughs> yep, I get to talk when Mike uh, when Mike is not uh, able to, which is not very often. He does about 17 hours on Sunday. Yeah, you just have to do the extra hour. That's right. That's right. right. You know, guys got to go to the bathroom once in a while. <laughs> True that. And uh, also joining me with the questioning is uh, sports reporter Klaus Stolpe. Good morning, Klaus. Well, good morning, and I just want to say I am not worthy of the Iron Man. <laughs> Yet, but if you ever want to say, Klaus, you are an ultra mountain runner, or Kevin, you're a top news producer, those will be our ringtones, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, so we're, we're now that we got the good mornings out of the way, let's jump right into it. From what I've read, this Iron Man is far from your first rodeo, right, Mike? Yes, it's not my first rodeo, uh, but I treat each Iron Man I'm at like my first because there's first timers in the race here in Juneau, the first time we've ever been in Alaska with an Ironman race. So there's a lot of firsts here. But if we're counting, this is uh, my 206th Ironman on a microphone. Wow. I know, even when I say, Kevin goes off, <laughs> even when I say that, I go, what are you, crazy? Oh, that's, I'm, that's a lot of times on the microphone. But like, like I say, each one is an individual, and and Tom and I have been to so many together, we've worked probably well over 100 together. And uh, it, it's just, it's always like the first time. There's new passion, there's new crowds, there's new community, uh, new people like yourself interviewing us, and, and that's how we look at it. We don't look at it like, oh my gosh, it's another one. We look at it like, thank goodness there's another one. <laughs> do you ever mispronounce a name? Well, of course I do. I, I mean, you can't, <laughs> I go through the bios a lot and Tom knows you, you, some names will come up and the last name will have 14 letters in it. I'm going, oh, great. But I pre-read a lot of the names and sometimes I'll send emails to the athlete and go, how do you phonetically say your name oh thank you and this week when i see athletes if they have a tough name they'll tell me and i'll write it write it down but there's one thing we don't mispronounce and it's the four words after their name we'll never get that wrong <laughs> if we do our day's done oh and well that is you are an iron man uh, nice <laughs> now tell us about the race what is iron man and what brought it to juno iron man is a event that when you set a goal in your life that's very difficult, this is the one you need to set. Because it's not about crossing the finish line, it's about, for a lot of people, transformation. They become someone that they didn't know was inside of them. So many of us in our lives are told by other people that we can't do something. And when somebody decides to do an Ironman, family and friends and loved ones go, what, what are you doing, that's not, why would you do that? And they prove them that they can do it. Uh, it's 2.4 miles in the water, 112 on the bike, and a 26.2 mile marathon run. That's a standard distance throughout the world, global. It was set up by Commander John Collins of the United States Navy back in 1978, set off a course of Oahu in Hawaii, those distances, and they have 
remained constant ever since. So whether it's Honolulu, San Diego, it's always that Always that distance, always certain cutoff times. You have to be out of the water in two hours, 20 minutes, off the bike in 10 and a half hours, and finish at, before the 17-hour mark. So it's standard worldwide, whether we're in Frankfurt, in, uh, in Australia, or in you know, Des Moines, Iowa. It's the same. But we're here in Alaska, yeah. so <laughs> you being a runner, is there any unique challenges that this course may present you know every Ironman has its unique challenges because of the length uh, the day is long is difficult is tough sure you have some hills on the bike some hills on the run but if you put in the training and the time and the commitment you'll get through almost any course 140.6 miles is a long day whether it's on a pancake flat course or a course that's undulating out there uh, one is more difficult than the other but those people in their mind, if they set their mind to, to, to finishing it, no matter how difficult it is, they get to the finish line. We have a high finishing rate for Ironmans. Well, I find it really interesting that even when there's professionals in the race, and, and this race is going to be a lot of amateurs and age, age group, group. Um, you treat everybody like they are, I wanted to say a gold medalist, but you corrected me on that. You <laughs> treat them are all, all like they are Iron Men and women. And you have some great stories and a podcast of great people that you talk about. Can you name a couple people? Well, there's there are a lot of great stories, and Tom and I know everybody's got a backstory, and so it, it's like we're having a one-on-one conversation with that person at the finish line when we call out their name and say where they're from, sometimes say their occupation. They could have battled breast cancer through their lives. We have that in the bio. Be a grandmother with six grandchildren, no matter what it is, we know they have a backstory. So we call them an Ironman. And sure, there's a lot of individual stories that we've all witnessed and seen, but we treat everybody the same but different. because that's who they are. They're a unique individual. And Tom can attest to that. You've seen it as much as I have. Is it true, Tom? Yeah, you know, it, it, the, the, the passion at the finish line is, is amazing for the, the, the one that comes in first, but even more so that last hour when you see those athletes coming in uh, uh, plus 16, uh, they've been out there all day. And uh, the, the, the smile on their face when they come to that finish line is, is just amazing. When they hear their name and you are an Ironman, it's, it's a magic moment. Well, we're starting to figure out how we're going to cover 18 hours of a race. Like, <laughs> I, I mean, I'm already seeing folks on social media talking about how they got here to Juneau and their bike. Right. But yeah, <laughs> <laughs> there's that, an Ironman in itself. <laughs> there you go. But, but uh, how many can we expect? Would you figure? Do we have a figure on how many athletes? Oh, it's a thousand or more yeah that's yeah that's what's registered for the race we didn't have as many register for this as other ironmans just because the logistics and first time race you want to walk before you run uh so that but there'll be each and every one of them will be out there when you see the transition with a thousand bikes in it it's 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 daunting. You go, oh my gosh, look at all those bikes ready Yeah, to there's go. a bike rack over at the campus, uh, the university campus. Yeah, that's where our transition is. That's where the swim is right there in Auk Lake. Transition is, they'll run out of the lake, transition right in the university parking lot and head out on their bike and come back and transition to the run. The run is two loops in the area there. Uh, so everything's right in the general area. Very good. So uh, how long will it take do you think just at a brisk pace 
Well, if, uh, this is an age group race, not pros. I'd say we'll have our first f- finisher come in around the eight and a half to eight forty-five mark. That, hours. That, that'd be your figure. Yeah, that, and then uh, uh, the final one will come in hopefully right before that seventeen-hour mark. We brought athletes across the finish line at sixteen fifty-nine fifty-nine <laughs> for them. To be an Ironman, literally the foot hitting the timing mat and it clock. There it is, sixteen fifty nine fifty nine. So we treat that person as well as the champion as the number one because everybody's a winner, everybody's a champion that comes across an Ironman finish line, no matter your time. And they endured it. Yeah, yeah. I was standing at the finish line in two thousand nineteen, uh, towards the end of the night in. Kona at the Ironman World Championship. Jan Fredino, the goat of our sport. There's a world championship? Yeah, that's the world championship. Wow. 45 athletes from here will qualify to go to Kona to the world championships. You just can't go to the Ironman World Championship in Kona. It's a qualification race and uh, because it is a world championship. So if you're in the 40 to 44 year old age group, you wanna become one to become the world champion at that age group. Wow. And, and that's what this race, this race is a qualifier. But somebody like Ian Fredino was at the finish line with me at like, you know, 11 o'clock, an hour before the finish, and he was seeing people come in. He goes, Mike, how, how do they do it? I go, what do you mean how they do it? He had just set, by the way, the Ironman uh, course record in Kona. I go, what do you mean how they do it? I could never be out there that long. They are amazing. And here, the, he's an Olympic gold medalist, three-time Ironman champion, saying he can't believe what those people finishing in those later hours were doing. It was amazing to a world champion. It, it's. Do you you get emotional when everyone comes in? Have you ever just teared up and lost control when someone came across that line? I I, I, I don't believe I've ever lost control. I've teared up. Uh, I almost lost control when I called my son an Ironman when he did his Ironman. That, that was, and I kept talking to myself. I remember telling Tom was there. I go, Tom, Andy's coming in. If there's somebody around him, another athlete, you got to take him because I won't even be able to talk to the guy, you know, because I'm worried about my boy. All right. Uh, it, it was, that was a special moment. So, Tom, let's bring you in. I understand you're up for action tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, um, well, the, the, the days leading up to an Ironman, I mean, the athletes have a lot of preparation. And one of the things they have to do is go get registered. We have an, a big expo <laughs> with a lot of our vendors will come out, and uh, the athletes uh, look at all the new products and things. But they also have to uh, be prepared for the race, so they go through a uh, sort of a uh, sort of a seminar type of thing, an athlete briefing, where we go through the logistics of what needs to happen for them on race day, because uh, they have to prepare for you know whatever the conditions are, um, and put uh, put things that they they need to race with in what we call athlete bags and then get ready to race. So every race is different. Uh, this race is is great because it's a one transition race. Some of our races have two transitions where they actually swim at a different spot. Uh, they bike from one transition to another and then they finish at another spot. This one's real easy because everything's right there at the university. And uh, But still, the conditions are much different here than it was two weeks ago in Lake Placid. Lake Placid, it was nice and sunny and warm. Here, uh, they're going to have to be prepared for maybe some some wet weather on the bike. 
Um, so the what they wear and those type of things. So we go through all of that in uh, at the athlete briefings a couple days before to get them ready for their their race on Sunday. I mean, they'll be pushing themselves, but we don't want them pushing themselves <laughs> too hard. Right? right, right. They're not. They're probably not out training anymore. They've they've done their training, but they will go out in the next couple of days and ride a couple of miles on the bike just to, to you know just to take a look at it. Uh, they'll go out for a short run. Uh, some of them might even jump in that water. Mm-hmm. And I heard from Mike this morning uh, 54 degrees 54, 55, yeah. so they're, they're going to want to get that wetsuit on and uh, take a look at what that water's like in the next couple of days to get ready for Sunday I don't know if that's polar dip temperatures <laughs> there but uh, wow I didn't see any ice floating on the water so I don't want to hear them <laughs> okay, go, okay. That's, right. that's a good sign we did see a lot of Aukman swimmers though take a deep breath when they climbed in last Sunday so <laughs> and we also have uh, on, on uh, Friday night the welcome ceremony. We always do a welcome ceremony two nights before the event. Uh, this year it's at the convention center in town. Yeah, yeah, they moved it inside the convention center in town. And what we do, we have dignitaries come up, they clink it, uh, tribe people are coming up to talk and we do a ceremony, the mayor will speak, and then we show some incredible inspirational videos of people finishing Ironmans and other things. I always do a Q&A with the audience and have them guess certain things with a QR code. And, and it's a night to help them relax and breathe and know that their day on Sunday is going to be a great day. So we always do a big welcome ceremony. So that'll be Friday night here in town. So on Thursday, they're preparing. Tomorrow, they're preparing. (laughs) On Friday, we got the welcome ceremony. And is it true that on Saturday, you're telling folks to sleep as soon as possible? Well, (laughs) I I heard the cutoff was three o'clock. Yeah, I know. The the best (laughs) night's sleep you're going to get is Friday night. The night before the race, the athletes know, especially the veterans, they're not going to get much sleep. They get four or five hours, they're happy because they're nervous, they're pent up, and it's not going to affect their race day at all and not getting a great night's sleep because they're in darn good shape because they're here at an Ironman. So Saturday's a rest day, yeah, for all of us. We're just kind of hanging around, waiting for the action to happen and the passion to, to explode on Sunday. Right. And actually, uh, Saturday, we've got a fun event uh, oh. for families and for locals that want to come out. We have an Iron Kids event, and uh, it's going to be at the track um, at, at the, high school. At the, at, at Thunder, the Thunder, Thunder Mountain. Yep, yeah. Thunder Mountain. And it is a fantastic event uh, for kids of all ages. They come out, and uh, we make them an Iron Man finisher. Mike actually I call him, you, are, you, you are an Iron Kid. And <laughs> parents come up to me, are you going to call Joey an Iron Man? Oh, yeah. And kiddingly, I always say to parents, well, this is the only reason I come to Iron Man. It's the kids not the well, when they kids. go across that the finish line yeah. yeah they're they're an iron kid yeah so right. they're gonna run around the track you know a half mile and a mile and then we have a toddler dash which is like 50 yards with crawlers and <laughs> new walkers and it is a classic the best part is watching the parents faces of, of the kids doing that you know? and I, I heard this is a rumor but I heard uh, Mike Riley's gonna wear a bear costume at yeah, the Iron is Kids that right? is that, there's is always that, some that? kind of you know. <laughs> I heard you brought that because of the weather though I, I've been everybody I've been everybody from, from Buzz Lightyear to who else <laughs> to I mean, Woody Woody, <laughs> Woody. <laughs> it's a fun event and uh, locals are more than welcome to come out bring Saturday morning bring the kids and it's a great event out at the high school have you seen Iron Kids graduate to Iron Man oh my gosh Kevin, I'll have, I'll have somebody come up to me and they'll go, Mr. Riley. When they say Mr. Riley, I go, oh, no, no, you know. <laughs> I, I did Iron Kids. My mom, when I was nine years old and I'm 19, I'm doing my first Iron Man. 
I get it. I go, you got to be kidding me. But yes, we see so many graduate up. As a matter of fact, uh, Matt Russell, who won Ironman Lake Placid two years ago, came to Lake Placid. He lived in upstate New York, did the Iron Kids race at eight years old, became an Iron, he's a four-time Ironman champion this day. Uh, you know, 15, 16 years later because he was an Iron Kid. I always tell the parents, you know, you're teaching your kids an incredible lesson because your actions speak louder than louder than words. So the parents go out and live a healthy lifestyle, do this event, do runs, do triathlon, and it it happens to the happens to the kids. Very good. So Mike, we've got we've got tomorrow, we got Friday, we got the weekend covered. <laughs> what 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 happens after? Do we start preparing for the next Iron Man? Or? Well, Sunday night we go to the room and know that at 9 a.m. the next morning we have our awards ceremony. So on Monday we'll have our awards ceremony. I'll bring the top five of every age group up, male and female, and uh, present them to the audience. And then we do the slot allocation for Kona. All the athletes that feel they qualified will be sitting in that audience, and I start with the oldest and go, all right, 65 to 69. Billy Smith, do you want to go to Kona? Oh, yeah! You know, they come running up, and, and uh, some people may have already had their spot. So if I call a name, and he goes, oh, I've already got it, the person down next to him on the list, you hear them start screaming before I yell out their name, because they know they're going to get the slot to go to the world championship so that's what we do but yes then we go home and go <laughs> what's next <laughs> and i i was i was curious about this because it said iron man 2022 23 and 24 how does that work i don't understand you the, mean the 2023 2024 uh, so two years we're back right. here yeah right. we're yeah. back here next year yep okay for another, for another iron man event and what'll happen is all the athletes that do this year's race will go back and talk to all their friends all their iron man and they're going to say you're not right. an iron man until you come to Alaska. <laughs> there you go you've done you've done iron man lake placid you've done iron man wisconsin but you gotta do iron man alaska because it's a one time one you know just a very unique race so uh we'll we'll have a lot of um uh, talking about this year's race and getting athletes ready for next year. And we open up registration right away. Like, like right and away. Actually, this race filled up within, I think, 24 hours, 48 hours for this year. We'll see the same thing for next year because, again, it's very unique. There's there's only one, one race like this. Well, that is Tom Zubert and Mike Riley of and, Iron Man. Is there anything either of you would like to well, add? We're not an Iron Man yet, but our community is hosting. I would so much love to hear you say, Juno, you are. <laughs> well, you know, uh, people ask me that to do that out loud in, in the way I do it at the finish line, but it's a it's sacred. It's sacred for the athletes at the finish line. Yep. So we just don't throw it out there. But since it's not a person, Juno, Alaska, <laughs> you are an Ironman community. Thank you from the bottom of our hearts. Thank you, Mike Riley. Thank you, Mike. Thank you, Tom, for joining us this morning. It looks like all the preparations are underway. <laughs> and that's the program. Thank you for tuning in this August 3rd. Tomorrow we'll be speaking with the United States Forest Service, so be sure to tune in. This is Kevin Allen for Action Line, signing off.